What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. That's not how you spell house, Sean. <laughs> well, studio is my house. Well, hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Somewhat. Uh, the excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you're going to take home with you. Mm. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about making that trip, picking a movie out by hand strictly because of how much your girlfriend loves that title track from the Aerosmith song, Oof. and watching it when you got home. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me, as always, two dudes handicapped by a natural immaturity. Sean Pryor and AJ Venz, how the heck are you? Every time I close my eyes, <laughs> Don't I see Ben Affleck in between your thighs and eyes, you babe. And I don't, don't want to piss in face. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So you guys are doing good? Doing good. Let's, let's pump it up. It it's, a good, it's a good song. Uh no, I, I tried. <laughs> I, I tried. It's not. It's not good. I tried to hold a straight face. <laughs> I, I stopped vaping. So let's go. Well, guys, first of all, we're happy you're joining us because normally we dissect movies and we have a good time. This is special because we picked the entire month of May to do May of Bay Uncaged, Uncaged. and that means <sighs> yeah, daddy, two movies in a row by Michael Bay. The third movie, Michael Bay and Nicolas Cage, yep. followed by a fourth and a fifth Nicolas Cage movie. We cross it over and We're, then we get to Cage, yeah. We are so excited you're here. So on this came up. Yeah? This came up because I started, we, me and my friends have movie nights. This came up and I wanted to do a, a marathon of Nicolas Cage movies. And so I created May Uncaged. And then Drunken One Night in uh, Astoria, Oregon. <laughs> Um, all of us came up with, how about we do Michael Bay movies as well? How about we combine them and do May of Bay Uncaged? Here you are. Congratulations to you. This is what happens when you have friends and you appreciate each other's ideas. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. That's all. That's it. Well, boys, on today's episode, starting May of Bay Uncaged, we discuss a mega, huge summer blockbuster movie. Our first movie with Bruce Willis in it. No. No? Not true. What movie was <laughs> it? Fifth Element. Fifth Element, ah, damn it. Yeah, we'll go, I'll tell you why later that that's a mess <laughs> yeah. up. But, uh, <laughs> strike that. <laughs> strike that from the record. A movie that the director has admitted is his worst film. He says it a lot about his <laughs> movies. So we'll get there. I also have to say no, because it's like, no, never mind. I'm going to let this go. <laughs> One of two different world-ending asteroid movies released that exact same year. We are, of course, talking about 1998's. Armageddon. Armageddon! Well, damn dang it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the Confused Breakfast. Sit back, 
relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. Well, if you are new to this podcast, we're going to be reviewing Armageddon scene by scene with a modern eye. But in order to do that properly, we always talk about nostalgia first. We got to talk about the first time you saw this movie and what your thoughts were so we could strip it away. AJ, first time you saw this movie, what's your zero out of 10 rating? I wanted to see this movie so bad because other other people were watching it. People were going in the theaters and I wanted to, too. I didn't get to, so I got to see it on um, like a, it was a VHS rental. It yep. was a rental, but it was I don't I won't call it like a full family rental or something like that. But we watched it like I think I watched it with like one of my brothers, my dad. Action movies, yeah, yeah dude, Bruce Willis. <laughs> but I remember being just terrified of the what would you call it? The second open, the third open of like the meteors destroying the city. Yep, yep. <laughs> I was like not. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh, thank God, the dog's okay." Even though that big guy's lying dead with his head blown off. Yeah, I was terrified of it. So this actually, it, it scared the hell out of me um, as a kid. So, but I did watch it. I wanted to be tough because I was watching my brother, and my dad, two Fs, tough. And so I would probably give this like a five point eight. Nice five point eight for yeah. AJ Sean. What about you, man? I was the same way. As soon as this came out uh, on rental, we got it. And uh, I was obsessed with the Aerosmith song. Like, I loved it. I loved it <laughs> Almost so much. Almost as much as Seal and Batman and Robin. Exactly. Like, okay. it's, it's akin to that. Did you do the thing where you, you closed the door of your room and you played it really loud and you pretended like you were on stage singing it to a girl that you loved? I, I, did you watch me back then? Were you like yeah. my... Did you have like a camera? In yeah. My, yeah. I was like, yeah, the same thing. I did the same thing. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, I've come up with whole routines to impress girls with this song. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I was routine, you know, um, yes. uh, I watched this movie and yeah, it was kind of like that, like watching it with like my brother and my mom and like, it's an action movie. It's all, it's all really cool. But I, it was around the time where I started to get feelings, you know, like, I, I like the love Down there. I like the love, uh, uh, aspect of the movie with Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck and, uh, and then Bruce Willis is just awesome. Um, uh, but back then I, I loved it. I'd probably say like, this movie's a fucking eight. Yeah, dude. Uh, I was, what was this, 98, so I was like 16, I think, I think I went and saw this in the theater with like my first girlfriend, Ooh. and I think it was like the uh, the makeout movie, right? Nice. Yeah. So I think we saw it like a couple months later at the end where there wasn't that many people in there, and it's like, cool, the lights go down, it's time to time to make out for two hours straight, uh-huh. that's what we do. Uh-huh. So I, I do remember it <laughs> being awesome. getting boring to you? It's like, no. No, this no. is awesome. <laughs> I love making you, out. Do you think I could touch your butt, like, from outside your pants? Cool. I think so. Because that's awesome. Mike's sitting there just like, hang on, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I want to make out. <laughs> but I, I do remember it being a, a fun movie, but it's way fun because I got to make out in the movie theater. Okay, uh, nice. So I'm going to give it a 6.9. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, wow. Coming back strong. Dude. Nice. We got an executive producer, Josh Miller. He's going to say that, ah, the summer of 1998, Armageddon and Deep Impact competing for my movie-watching dollars. I saw both. I think Deep Impact came out just a few weeks or months before Armageddon. I can't exactly remember. These were the years where there were competing movies with similar overall plots, yet wildly different stories and outcomes. The year before, we had Dante's Peak and Volcano. Mm-hmm. I had just graduated college and was beyond pumped for this movie. I want to I want to say promotion really kicked into high gear during the 1998 Super Bowl. It's very likely yeah. that 
that we started getting teaser trailers at the theaters in summer of 97, probably during Men in Black. How has Men in Black not been done yet? That was a side little bar. It or, will be done. Question. Or Event Horizon. It I, will be done. <laughs> I want to see the supposed lost director's cut of that movie. Do we get to Good pick God. a movie in October? How about Event, <laughs> Event Horizon? I digress. All right. Armageddon was my most looked forward to movie in the summer of 98. And looking back, it was a stacked summer. Godzilla, Deep Impact, Saving Private Ryan. There's something about Mary. Lethal Weapon 4, Truman Show, Blade, Rush Hour, and cannot forget Basketball. Oh, this had a great cast of established action actors, tons of up-and-comers. And who didn't get excited when that Bruckheimer Films logo came up? <laughs> yeah. I agree. I feel like I've always been able to take a movie for what it is, not look too deep into errors, continuity, bad dialogue to an extent. I love this movie through and through. It was one of the first DVDs I ever purchased. Basketball and Big Lebowski were the other two. As a matter of fact, I purchased it on DIVX, which is a short-lived and failed attempt at DVD rental that you didn't have to return. You had to have a DIVX-enabled DVD player that could connect via phone line and dial-up to the internet. You could purchase said movie for about $5. Once you started it, you had 48 hours to finish it. You also had the option to purchase unlimited viewings for $19 to $25. This is far from a perfect movie. I'll give you that, but it's a perfect summertime popcorn flick. I'm firing up the old Laserdisc player for tonight's watch. Cannot wait. Nostalgic score 8.0 because that's how many hours they had to drill. <laughs> so yeah. tell us more about DVI. Dude, like Dude, how ahead of the time were that, they? That, that they? You basically just described like Google yeah, and YouTube Amazon and Amazon and everyone else to rent a movie. You, rent something, awesome. on, you rent something on Amazon, it's like you have 48 hours to complete it. Yeah, Otherwise exactly. Once you start it, you got to finish it in 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So our group nostalgic rating is a 7.18, which is going to take you right around the middle. We're talking number 50, tied with Roadhouse, nostalgically, is okay. how we feel about this movie. I think that's perfectly on par. <laughs> yes. So we are going to strip all that away, and it all starts with Sean. we got to learn the pertinent, important details of the movie, the shit we never cared about when this movie came out. we got to know now. Still don't. Produced by <laughs> Jerry it, Bruckheimer, Gail, ha- Gail Ann Hurd, and Michael Bay. Story by Jonathan Hens- Hensley and Robert Roy Poole. Screenplay by Jonathan Hensley and J.J. Abrams, uncredited. Oh. Cinematography by John Schwartzman. Uh, he did the Jurassic World movies. Uh, the Little Things, which is that Denzel Washington movie. It Bush was song. on H- HBO. Yes, yeah. that song. Uh, and The Rock. So we will see him in a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Hey. Uh, music by Trevor Rabin, directed by Michael Bay. Oh, it feels so good to say it. Oh, man. <laughs> Cats. <laughs> no. Cats. Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, Michael Clark Duncan, Will Patton, Steve Buscemi, William Fickner, Owen Wilson, Peter Stormare, Jessica Steen, Keith David, Billy Bob Thornton, and Ken Hudson and Campbell, our boy. That is a fucking stacked cast. Yeah, hey guys. The writer of the film, Deep Impact, said that Disney took notes from a meeting they had with him and wanted a counter movie off of Deep in- Impact at Disney. After Bruckheimer got a hold of the script, he had just about every writer in Hollywood at the time do a treatment for it uh, to the point where the people credited for the movie really don't even matter. <laughs> it's like he... he had so many people do a rewrite on this that they just like pick there's like oh credit him credit him and uh i guess him whatever basically like so this was a studio picture to to a t it's like when you want to know yeah. who wrote a taylor swift song because you're covering it and you yeah. need, you need to pay the right songwriters and there's 14 of them uh-huh. you're like oh that guy wrote the two words for the chorus so he's a songwriter right yeah He's a songwriter now. Right. Oh, yeah. No, he changed it from La 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 to La La La. Yeah. 
great. Credit him. Give him credits. So basically, on, on top of that, too, the, the writer of Deep Impact is, is, is animate about um, Disney stealing this idea. I from would him. agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different weird. movie, but it's like, really? Yeah, it's super weird how they're pretty related. Uh, Bruce Willis was cast in a p- pretty peculiar way. Willis was filming a comedy called Broadway Brawler and decided that was a shit show and wanted a way out of it. The head of Disney at the time worked out a deal where Willis would star in Armageddon and two more subsequent films, and Disney would also absorb the failed project, the failed project's costs, as an advance for Bruce Willis's initial salary. The two other movies Willis starred in were The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. Think is this a good move? Is this peak Willis? If like, are we ta- have we entered peak Bruce Willis with this movie? Because Armageddon, Sixth Sense. Unbreakable, like those are three giant movies. I would say so. I would say this is his like, his, like second coming almost. Yeah, right? this is where you put his name on the poster and you automatically yeah. get your money back, pretty much. Mm. Some of the scenes that featured shots of the surface of the asteroid were shot in the Badlands of South Dakota. Armageddon was released on July first, nineteen ninety eight, and on a budget of one hundred and forty million, the film made five hundred and fifty three point seven million. Was nominated for four Academy Awards and gave Aerosmith their only number one hit. <laughs> so I just wanted to add that. Just needed to add that. You needed Bruce Willis and your hot daughter <laughs> to get it done, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> we'll do whatever it takes. That's right. Just whatever singing over it, takes. singing over my my daughter getting diddled. <laughs> That's what the animal crackers. You just called it that. <laughs> Slow down, guys. We'll Dude get looks there. like a lady. Daughter gets diddled. <laughs> oh, no. Well, listen, we are a podcast that we're so grateful you guys listen to us. There are so many things to choose from out there. We're glad you're here. In order to keep this free, keep this moving, keep our spirits up, we only ask two things. We ask one, that you go pick one of our favorite episodes. Like, pick an episode that you love. Jaws. And you Whatever. And you uh. send it directly, screenshot it, hit the little share icon, send it to someone and be like, you got to listen to this. That is number one. That is the best way you can help us. The second best way, go to patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. That is where you can directly, monetarily support this podcast for as low as three bucks a month. Wow. And the higher up you go, you get all kinds of perks like voting on upcoming movies, private Discord server. Uh, we do a bonus weekly episode every single week there's over a hundred of them waiting for you you sign up boom you can listen to all of them and then cancel like you can do that we've been well last couple weeks we talked about we argued that the 70s was one of the best decades of movies ever yes sir we had that conversation we always like to update you on what's coming up next so check it out patreon.com slash confused breakfast up next we got to go to aj we got to talk about the research the ratings critics fans reviews what do you got man guys we got to go out to outer space so we can figure out the tomato meter. <laughs> All right. I don't like that one. Gross. You got to blow it up. I don't know. Um, nope. 38%, guys. Okay. It's a big old splat. I was shocked when I saw I was this. too. That's bottom 20 of any movie we've done. Bottom 20. That's that is crazy. slightly better than Roadhouse. Slightly worse than Bloodsport, per the critics. Well, I, we were kind of on the <laughs> we were kind of on the pulse with Roadhouse there. Yeah, yeah, right. so. <laughs> audiences disagree. Seventy three percent by audiences. Uh, Six point seven on IMDb. Six point seven ties us with Billy Jean and Running Man okay. for any movie we've done. Right on per the audience. That's still, how they feel. Mm, still yeah. great company, but by IMDb <laughs> standards, 
absolute garbage. <laughs> they are. It is, right? I, in my mind, those two movies are so much better than this movie, but it's a, it's in a different world. Is I that like know. one of the biggest discrepancies, 71 and No, there's, there's, some, there's some wild like ones. Like Boondock Saints was a huge like one. Speed. Uh, mm. Speed, the critics just thought Speed was the greatest movie ever. And then audiences did. And audience were like, hmm. Well. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, I should be a critic. I should be a critic. You should. You should you be are. like. You should be like these people, Sean. Okay. David Anson at Newsweek gave it an eighty. Armageddon is an irresistible as as irresistible as it is indefensible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that makes a lot of. Honestly, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> David Edelstein Edelstein uh, at Slate gave it a seventy out of hundred. Armageddon is awesome, dude. But it's like <laughs> short on awe. <laughs> Shit. Uh, an, another 70 from LA Weekly. Uh, we have uh, the movie is ridiculous, but since the special effects are really quite impressive, that seems a small point. The point is moot. The point is moot. Zero out of 100, guys. Um, you can do that. Yeah, you can do zero out of one, too. Uh, <laughs> the Washington Post, Stephen Hunter, so predictable it could have been written by a chimp who's watched too much TV. The huge movie is as dumb as it is loud, and it's way too loud. Okay. Cool. Fair enough. There's no sound in space. There, there's, we'll, we we'll get there. Get <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so loud? It should be dead quiet. Why is there fire? Why is there water? What's there, raining? Why is there grass on the Why is there grass? There's grass on the Why are we destroying this ecosystem? <laughs> Do people... Are there aliens on there? Is there life? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Blew it up. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them, dude. America, dude. <laughs> Keep going. I'm gonna try. <laughs> um, uh, let's do. Let's do uh, bad first. I'm gonna do bad first. Uh, uh, complete waste of time and money. One out of ten said RWC for forty five twenty in nineteen ninety eight. This movie was one of the worst I have seen in years. Everything was predictable. The characters were caricatures. The dialogue was banal. Banal. The film was an insult to the intelligence. Gotcha. I, I wanted to say this one. This is a one out of ten. The antithesis of two thousand one. This movie reminds me of an eight year old boy playing with a toy airplane. He wants it to go real fast. So he waves it around <laughs> as fast as he can while frantically making whooshing noises. I hope its film was, as fun, was fun for the eight-year-olds who made it uh, because it sure wasn't fun to watch for two and a half hours. If I get... To, <laughs> this part's stupid. If I get to be a demon change, uh, charged with punishing Bruckheimer and Bay, I'll duct tape them to a chair and make them watch 2001. Fans of Armageddon keep arguing that a film can be silly or even stupid, but still be entertaining. I agree. The Fifth Element falls into this category. No. <laughs> That's about all I was expecting from Armageddon. Instead, I saw 150 minutes of the worst editing and screenplay I've ever seen. Yikes. I mean, you're not wrong at those last two things, but uh, I think you can have fun with a stupid movie. And the, yeah. and like an idea that like someone is take like a kid is taking an airplane. <laughs> I really like, like don't you have a fucking imagination, <laughs> yes. idiot? I like that. Let it I go. Like that imagery. Can't you just have it? Can't you just let them have it? Just let the eight year old have it. <laughs> That's not how airplanes work. You fucking idiot, kid. Did you make five hundred fifty seven point eight billion dollars? Whatever the fuck. No, I don't <sighs> think you did. Off an of eight year old's idea. Somebody okay. somebody compared this to uh to the editing being done by Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I have a I have a stat that I can't wait to tell you guys. That's later. A really great mental image. <laughs> I want one more. It's a ten out of ten. Um, uh, this is uh, somebody else called it a vi- Michael Bay's visual masterpiece, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this person uh, decided that it was a model of action movie. Yannick Berkey said in 2022, I wanted a very current one for this that was good. In 2022, this is the fifth time I've seen this movie, and I still feel that even even if it has aged a bit, it's a masterpiece of an action movie. The action is at its peak from the first to the last minute. The humor is perfectly measured, and since it's a slightly older movie, you don't feel like you're watching actors playing in front of a green screen. Cool. Nice. No, because they built all the sets and they looked like a stage set. That's basically why. They didn't use green screens. They used... I would rather that, to be honest. You're right. (laughs) You're right. So, there's people who loved this very recently. Well, thanks, Age. You're welcome. Well, my friends, this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. I have to be honest with you. I had quite possibly the worst two weeks of my life medically recently. Like... Uh, mind-blowing, eye-opening experiences that are forcing me to make some changes. I'll tell you all about it in this week's bonus Patreon episode. Sean and AJ don't even know half the stuff I'm about to tell them. But because of these issues, I've made an utter commitment to eating healthy instead of door-dashing dinner because we're exhausted from work and have this rambunctious 10-month-old baby. We've been getting down on the HelloFresh train. Not only is it cheaper than ordering delivery, 25% or more cheaper, by the way, but it's also cheaper than buying groceries and without the hassle of going there and thinking of a recipe and buying the right ingredients. Aside from saving us money, HelloFresh also makes dinner time a snap with deliciously easy options that pleases everyone in their house. We all have different taste buds for sure. From fit and wholesome to pescatarian to veggie, they have a meal plan that suits your lifestyle. Plus, you can swap out proteins and sides to your liking. Um, I've only been good at one thing, cooking, and that's the manliness of grilling, of like grilling meats. Yeah, yeah. I make hot dogs better than anyone. And or when I you're vegetarian, also- oh, portobello. Wow. <laughs> Boca burgers. <laughs> Boca burgers. But, but also, like, other than that, I could also make, like, sandwiches. Yeah. And so the other day, yes. I'm trying to be healthy. I'm trying to get my mind off some stuff. So I'm looking at a HelloFresh thing, and I'm like, I'm going to cook this. Yeah. It's a full-blown pasta meal, and I just, like was losing my mind going, I'm going to screw this up. I went through all the directions. I read everything. It was clear. The food, the ingredients were there. It was the easiest thing I've ever done. And the meal was insanely awesome. It was this like pesto pasta. And then I fed it to Molly. I've never seen her look at me like that. Like it was like, that's a man right there who can finally cook. <laughs> it was, it was unbelievable. Like it, I, I was impressed with myself. My wife was impressed. And I'm like, I had to just cook that first one to know I could do it. So no joke. You need HelloFresh in your life. Trying to save money? Check. Trying to eat better? Check. Trying to impress someone with your cooking skills? Check. That's all if you sign up on your own. But if you go to HelloFresh.com slash ConfusedBreakfast16 and use code ConfusedBreakfast16, you get 16 free meals. 16 free meals plus Free shipping. That is HelloFresh.com slash ConfusedBreakfast16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Uh, I think you should try it. I think they're incredible. And also, we can't tell you how important it is for you guys to not only go out, try these things, use our sponsorship code, because you're going to get something out of it, but you're directly supporting us by telling these sponsors 
that our audience is awesome and that they can that they can trust us to sell things to them. So please go check it out. Well, boys, a world-ending asteroid is headed to Earth. We only have one chance to save the planet, so let's get our best team of astronauts prepared and ready to go, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, duh. Wrong. Oh. oh. Let's get some roughneck oil driggers and train them how to be astronauts. Basically, a group of guys that will ensure that no trannies are blown. They, they say that in the movie. They say uh, <sighs> blowing trannies. They do. Because that's, that's what they do. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's pucker time. Here we go. Armageddon it. <laughs> this movie begins with a brief history of an asteroid impact on Earth rough, roughly 65 million years ago. Switching to modern day, we see a space shuttle destroyed by a meteor shower and the impacting chaos in New York City. NASA discovers that an asteroid the size of Texas will collide with Earth in 18 days, effectively destroying the planet. The scientists at NASA devise a plan to detonate a nuclear bomb under the asteroid's surface. They send out for Harry Stamper, regarded as the world's best deep core driller. <laughs> yeah. They find home. They find him on an oil rig and bring him to NASA. Can I can I talk about the intro? Real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So right away, I'm kind of like. I'm like, man, I, like I actually really like this. Neil deGrasse like, Tyson in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like there was they tricked they tricked me because I'm watching. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like CGI is not bad. Like yeah. this is kind of some cool exposition. You saw that? Okay. Time out. Okay. They tricked me. Okay, and then and then the fucking title shows up and explodes. <laughs> like, even the title blows up. And then I realize it's, it's Charlton Bay, Heston. Oh, it is Charlton it's Heston. Charlton Heston, yeah. That piece of shit reading the fucking <laughs> intro. Like I'm like, I'm like, you tricked me. I thought this was a cool intro. And then they named their ma- main character uh, after Charlton Heston's penis, Harry Stamper. <laughs> <laughs> The, the best Harry deep Stamper. oil driller in the world. <laughs> yeah, man, he can oh. drill deeper than anyone. Oh, he'll get, that he'll get deep in there. Harry yeah. Pumper. That stamper <laughs> will get so deep. Oh, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that intro is like, wow. We are like, they, we could not have picked a better movie to start May of Band Cave with that fucking <laughs> The Armageddon, title explodes. The title explodes. You get Michael Bay right off the bat. It is just, it's it's crazy. And they, I, I saw a something. Bay Ruckheimer film. Yes. I saw something on YouTube that had it was like a special features like a behind the scenes with Leonard Nimoy so you had him you, you, had could, you couldn't Nimoy? get him to do it instead Charlton of Charlton Heston, Heston? come oh, on this is right no. when this is too like this is 99 when did that um Columbine documentary come out this is like a couple years later when my uh yeah. whatever his face went and yeah. Charlton Heston eh, whatever it's stupid <laughs> no I mean it's a good it's a good movie I, I know what you're saying yeah yeah it, yeah, it was like right like, around why there. him I don't know who cares I don't know overall do you like the fact that you've got this remove the fact that it is whoever (laughs) do you do you like the like this exposition idea of like hey this happened before it was like the dinosaurs basically and what wiped them out aj this is this is like the first world destruction this is the first 2012 san andreas ever like right there's never been a film like this okay and they have to remind you that this is this could fucking happen. This is a re- this could be real. And deal. they have to do that from yeah. sorry. Otherwise, you're like, yeah, okay. Whatever. Then let me refer, or uh, <laughs> let me ask you another question. Follow up question: How many times do you think this has happened in our life, and we just never knew about it? <laughs> Several hundreds of times. Yeah. 
Like, there's you've just got Billy Bob Thornton being like, fuck. <laughs> Like we've got, I don't think so. You don't think it has happened ever? No, no. I do. I, I I think I actually know. <laughs> like you, that it has happened. Like you uh, mean you mean a close call? Yeah, like like close calls of, of a hair, like a hair away meaning from like a million miles. Away. We're just yeah. like we're yeah. floating in infinite. That's what we're doing. That's we're just a rock floating in we're, infinite, we're and we've spinning. never collided with any other rocks. You yeah, know what dude. I mean, dude? Just imagine, dude. Man. We're on a fucking spinning rock, yeah, dude. Just flying through space at two fucking million miles an hour, Tell and me, like bro. we're worried about fucking like Kardashians, dude. dude fucking taxes, bro. <laughs> That's, dude. Taxes are just a state mind, of mind. It's fucking mind, dude. Fucking dude, time is a, time is a construct, bro. Just time is a construct. It's man made. World keeps turning until it doesn't. Yeah. You know, you know. So. I just think there is a point where I, I think that's where my mind goes all of a sudden is like, oh, gosh, I wonder how many times this has actually happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, but You're we just scared. didn't get to the point of like it, the news got out. Yeah. Right. Um, it, that it blows my mind. But there's like four intros to this. Oh, my God. You know, it well, is like the guys in space, too. Right. Like it's they're like working on the space station yep. or whatever. They don't see that coming. No, <laughs> they don't see a bunch of asteroids no coming straight coming. for them. They didn't hear it. I, I like it too though because no like I gotta imagine if you're an astronaut like I guess you don't want to say it because you have a problem but if you're an astronaut like the thing you want to say is like Houston we have a problem like that that would be awesome to say you know and I like that like their ship explodes right before he can get it out <laughs> it's just like, Houston we have a <laughs> Like, oh man, there's a there's he almost a, got it. There's what? a minus the bear song called Houston. We have uh oh, <laughs> I kind of like that too. That'd be a good yeah, one. That's kind of all he got out. Uh-oh. <laughs> Why is it all I can think of right now is like some sort of like Tom and Jerry cartoon thing of since there's no sound in space, it's a meteor like sneaking up on astronauts <laughs> at a space station. Like, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, hey, 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 huh? <laughs> 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 <Whoop, whoop, whoop. laughs> I love this this movie. Like you said, there's so many fucking intros, though. Like, now we get, we're establishing this character who's played by, what, Eddie Griffin? Yes. Eddie and, Griffin. And we're like, and I, I was watching this going, oh, fuck. I don't want this to be the main character. Like, <laughs> like it just the annoying the annoying guy that talks too much. Reggie, you got to take a nap. <laughs> like, no, I don't want this. And they fully establish him. Then they fully establish Mark Curry as the taxi cab driver who's hanging with Mr. Cooper. Why wasn't that Tone Loke? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, Thank hanging you. with Mr. Cooper, it was probably just ending around that time, but they established these guys and they were like, no, they're fucked. Yeah. Game game over for them. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Let's just let's just uh you know what? I actually like that a lot. I love movies that will do this and they will they will build some expectation. You like Game and of like, Thrones, don't you? You bet. Okay, there you um, go. Um even though I hate it. You love to hate it, right? Mm-hmm. Or you hate to love it. Uh you're just like, no, I like it when they're going to build some rapport with these characters and just have no problem, just no qualms with just being like, gotcha. This movie's already so long. Oh yeah. They didn't (laughs) need this. Like we just show the, show the asteroids hitting the space station and then everybody going, ah, and it's hit New York. You paid. Why why do we need that? You had a whole nother set (laughs) and location and budget for this three minutes. We needed it. We needed the Godzilla eating dog. We need it. Dude, did you read about that dog? That dog. The dog in the opening was trained to specifically destroy Godzilla figures. And they like they shipped him in uh, on set for a price of $20,000 a day. They had to hold cardboard boxes in front of the Godzilla dolls to keep the dog from destroying them until it was time to film. 
Michael Bay also notes that as a rule, you never kill a dog in a movie. Oh, duh. Um, so, so we so like him for that. All I can think of is that Jerry Bruckheimer like heard about this Godzilla eating dog. It's like, <laughs> hey, how much money do we have for the opening scene? <laughs> Great, let's use $60,000 to get this dog. I think it'd be badass. I think it'd be so funny. <laughs> but don't kill it. Jerry, it's just hanging there. Jerry, check this video out, dude. Jesus, TikTok, have you seen that TikTok? This, this been dog going? is fucking killing the oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. You guys see that? Oh, we should get him in the movie. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Let's oh, fucking do that. I'm messaging this bitch right I'm now. Gonna, I'm going to tell this person we should do this. There's so many messed up continuity areas in this whole, in this whole thing. But like, even one of them, the dog is, is biting a small Godzilla and it and it goes to a wide shot, and he's biting a giant. Godzilla. A giant Godzilla? Is this like a like a, like a, an inside joke that they no, had? It's just, it's, it's just bad editing. No one's paying attention. It's to bad. That. It's bad editing, and it's just an overabundance of editing. Yes. Yeah. So like the, it's Michael Bay. Obviously, this is a Michael Bay movie, but like it, the edits are so fucking <laughs> fast, and there's so many like. Wah! Like whip pans. Is he telling like, them to do this? Oh yeah. Okay. No, like no. This, this is this is his job. Like he's he's doing these shots and he is sitting in the editing bay with his editor, making sure these cuts get happen. They there's uh, each cut only lasts an average about one point five seconds in this whole movie. No wonder we any all have one shot ADD you see now. Any one <laughs> shot you see does not last for two seconds. You know, I was thinking about this because Michael Bay. This is his directorial debut. No, or no, bad no, no, uh, bad boys. Uh, regardless, he got his start doing music videos. If you start thinking about what that created in his brain, he only had three minutes to like tell this crazy story. Oh, yeah. So he's doing these fast edits. Yeah, that's what he's used to. So when he's going to do a two and a half hour long movie, he can't he can't stand the sight of something <laughs> lasting more than three seconds. He's like, come on, he's like, switch. <laughs> like I if have you to ever, blink. If you've ever edited a music video, usually the rule of thumb is like the minute you find yourself going next, like subconsciously in your brain, it's art, the scene's already too long. Yeah. So like that's how his fucking brain works. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. He he's going a mile a minute in this, but God forbid. Uh, make sure we slow down enough that we can, uh, Leo DiCaprio, there he is, there he is, there's Michael Bay cameo right there. Did you guys see him? He's one of the scientists and like doing the research and like, I love it because he looked like he was in, uh, like a Stouffer's commercial or something too. (laughs) They're like, oh, casserole's ready. (laughs) Yeah. Like Michael guys on the phone and like, he's, he's revealed by like, we got to do this. And he's like, okay. Uh huh. I'm on it. I, we we will spend so much time talking about every scene, and we can't. But I mean, like, we'll talk about it later. This this whole New York scene, like the, the these little these little fucking asteroids are like tearing through buildings, but they're making like a little explosion on the ground, and then like cars seven feet away are also blowing up for no reason. It's very it's very uh, conspiracy theory nine eleven kind of weirdness going on here. Like a lot yeah. of explosions happening where there weren't bombs going off. That shot, uh, man, yeah, like that little... shot at the end of the Twin Towers with holes in them is like, yeah. I think that got me more than any movie has ever got me where I've been like, whoa, well, those are the towers. literally on fire. And the fact it's that three it years, in. less than three years before that happened. It's nuts. Yeah. I don't, I'm glad. I guess there was a petition for them to remove it. Yeah. No. You leave those. Yeah, I want to see those in movies. Don't it, take it out. What was it? There was other movies that did the same thing. Spider Man was one of them. Don't take it, it involving out. the Twin Towers and stuff. And a lot of movies want to re-edit it. Yeah, and I'm glad they did not. You know, 
It's, well, I'm just yeah. I'm just glad we live in Iowa because nothing like this ever happens here. <laughs> no, like, it, it only never... happens in New York or California or like Paris, du- Dubai, yep. Paris. As whatever. you can as you can see from all the extra shots that they use while the president is speaking at any point in time, it's just <laughs> rural, God fearing, country loving America. You bet. Dude, did you just America, farm town. Like I'm sure I've driven down all those roads in Iowa. And the that guy, they show. the guy who plays the president, we will talk about in two more weeks. Oh, good. Did he you plays know- the president in The Rock as well. I don't want to jump ahead, but did you notice at the end when they are showing all those scenes of everyone listening to the address from around the world? It's daytime. It's daytime. Everywhere, all yeah. around the world. Oh, good. <laughs> the asteroid must be somehow shining sun back to the earth, whatever. Yeah, well, it's like it's like <laughs> specific standard time, but then like there's the other side of the country, like Australia's doing just fine, too. They're not asleep. You well, know, nobody else can come up with a plan to uh, like try and help this situation other than Americans. Yeah, well, and it's a good thing we're Americans. You know, like other other very very progressive countries, like Japan, is going to be calling, being like, "Dude, why didn't you talk to us about no, no. this?" No, 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 we got it. I'm pretty like, sure. We'll, we're just we're going to we're going to hire some oil drillers. <laughs> yeah. to go up. And sit oh, Harry Stamper, he's done some work for us. Harry Stamper, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah know he's him. the best. He's worked with us before. Yeah. Oh, you got Harry? Oh, okay, well, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> he's bringing his crew? <laughs> All right, yeah, his crew. I yeah. really think this, si- this good scientist who was born to do this could actually help out. No, no, no. You're yeah. Japanese. We are American. Yeah. <laughs> Not having it. Dudes, did this movie, like, this is such an inside joke for any action movie. The <laughs> Doesn't matter where it hits. It's a global killer. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> is this the, the like first swings around his face. Is this the first one? Like is this like this created in any movie where there's utter destruction someone has to go Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish I had glasses right now. What am I thinking? Dude, but it's unbelievable. Like these are the reasons I love this movie. We we get this plot where the president learns about it. We've yeah. seen the destruction. We know what's gonna happen. The guy runs into the war room and says, We have 18 days. We learn the full plot of this movie in eleven <laughs> minutes. Eleven minutes in, we know everything that is has happened and that now we have a problem we have to fix. Yeah. I love it. I am. I'm like way into this. It for is. Some weird it is reason. true. There is. There is something very, very um, uh, like that you really appreciate about this. That they just don't. They don't linger. Right. Do you they have don't. to? Do you? <laughs> sorry. Do you have to? I'm sorry. Do you have to let it linger? Michael Bay doesn't. Nope. Because he just wants. <laughs> nope. He wants all his favorite actors and cameo pe- appearances to run into rooms, flashing papers. And saying we've got eighteen days, yeah, you know, um, I love it. <laughs> he might as well have like one of those like hats with a new, like press <laughs> card in it or something. But I, I do love it. It's, it's done. We know what are we gonna We're do? All in. Let's this go. Is... And I love, I love this idea of like we need. I need three teams. We need eleven thousand people working on this. We are trying to figure this out. I love the urgency that Billy Bob Thornton brings to this yeah. whole thing. Billy Bob Thornton's great. I want to talk about him a little bit more too. But yeah. I, I to uh, piggyback off what you guys are saying. I like. This pure popcorn movie. Oh like, yeah. This is this is not like 2001: A Space Odyssey. Like the reviewers, like I want to pry their eyes open in hell and make them watch <laughs> a, a patient, steady movie right. for three hours. It's like no, this is Michael Bay doing an asteroid movie, a, <laughs> a, a destruction movie. You know, like this is pure. You just stuff your face with popcorn and candy and drink Coke the whole time and probably sniff Coke because they did too. At oh, this yeah. point, you know, when when you're like, if I'm a kid who. 
I would like, like I say, I've always loved action movies. Like that was one of the biggest things for me was like going to see action movies with like my brothers and or dad, you know, hanging out with the boys and stuff. And uh, and it, this is quintessential that. Mm-hmm. And like you have to be able to love this for what it is and not compare it to what you're that, that those people are talking about, right. right? You should just be able to enjoy that and just like, yeah, I just need to. I just need to take this all in along with an entire bucket of popcorn. Even if after it's done, you're just like, that was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You still spent those an hour and 59 minutes well spent. Yeah. I, I, in my, in my mind. <laughs> oh yeah. So every time you introduce a, a five o'clock shadowed clad, uh, working for the weekend kind of guy in a movie, you have to play LaGrange by ZZ top. You have it's to. required in movies, Duh. especially nineties, like late nineties. It's oh, kind of yeah. required. Yeah. You all have to, th- all they needed to do was just have this song on repeat the entire movie. Yeah. That's all they needed to do. <laughs> Even during that like hot love scenes and stuff like that. It's just yeah, I'm gonna have sex with you. Like that's <laughs> that's Ben Affleck doing an Australian accent. That was my impression of that. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> and if you're not if you're not sold, if you're NASA and you're like, dude, I don't know if I'm sold on this Harry Stamper idea. We do have these guys. Like, yeah. Like they've been training their whole life. They're some of the smartest people in the world. Like we can tr- we can train them how to drill. Well, let's just go see this Harry guy. You get on this oil rig and the head of the oil rig is shooting a gun uh, all over the oil rig where there's explosives just everywhere. You got to at some point just be like, yeah, it's not it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. I can't trust this guy to be on an asteroid, right? With a with a machine gun chained to a uh, a new NASA rover. I just can't can't trust that. Looks like seem... he's kind of letting his emotions get in the way of a job. Ooh, maybe not so good in a life or death situation for the entire world. That's an OSHA violation for too. a calm yeah. for for who's supposed to be so calm, cool, and collected. He is firing a gun. <laughs> On an oil rig, which I think is as dangerous as firing a gun in space. <laughs> I think it's so, way worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, just gonna put that out there. At, at a human being. At a human being. <laughs> no less. Oh, we're just having fun. It grazed you. It's a gun. <laughs> you shot me. <laughs> it's a shotgun that has a wide spray. Yeah. It's, got, it's, got the, it's, it's this. That's, and then I'm farther away, so it gets like this. And there's lots of BBs everywhere. That's how shotguns work. And it's not his fault. I mean, it's not Harry Stamber's fault that he brought his hot 21-year-old daughter to live on an oil rig. No, with a bunch of dudes. It's not his fault. No. This is this is totally Ben Affleck, AJ's fault. Right. Yeah. For falling in love with the only hot woman, the only woman on the oil rig. Yep, who just happens to be Liv Tyler. Dang, Dang it. it. <sighs> Dang it. She who 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 as we've seen doesn't age. In other movies, Not either Lord of the Rings, she was only she just she turned twenty one at this movie, I believe. Yeah, like she's yeah, but she still looks like she's she, on this movie. She looks like she's thirty five, and then now, if she just did a movie today, she looks like she's thirty five. Seventeen, yes. yeah, <laughs> she's she's regressed. It's Look, Benjamin Button all over. It is. It's like she, the next movie she does is like going to be. She's looking like she's in Empire Records. It's re, it's really weird. Ooh. But oh I I do like I, I read something that uh, they. Uh, Liv Tyler and uh, uh, Ben Affleck were ben like Fleck. friends uh, before this, and like they, they're you know they're friend, they're 
family friends from way back. Like their two families are buddy buddy, and uh, so they were, they were like pretty awkward doing the love making scenes and kissing each other. And they were just uh, every time they did it, they were just like laughing. <laughs> like after they yelled cut or whatever, it's just like ah yeah. So they that didn't fall sense. in love. Damn. A lot of times, <sighs> like a, a lot of people, and their criticism with this movie was like that the love angle was uh, you could yeah. tell. That it was like, uh, what do we? And they had to add it. Like this, this it got me as a kid it, for sure, dude. And it, and it was, it was the, it was. If you want the all-encompassing summer blockbuster, you got to be able to get teenage like feelings in there. It you was. Know? You got to get that that crowd too. It was after Titanic, and it wasn't even in the movie. And Jeez. they added it after because Titanic was such a huge thing that they wanted that loving. Makes sense, guys. I want to take a moment to talk about our other sponsor and one of our favorite sponsors, Cedar Ridge Whiskey. I love Cedar Ridge whiskey. The boys love Cedar Ridge whiskey, probably because it's the best whiskey around. Uh, we love it so much. It's one of the best whiskeys in the world, distilled right here in our backyard of Swisher, Iowa. I love it. Um, I can't wait to announce, or will you have announced, I can't wait to get to and let you guys try one of our whiskeys. But uh, in the meantime, we recommend uh, American Quintessential Single Malt, which is just one of the best scotch whiskeys. You can't say scotch in America anymore, but uh, it's a single malt now. Mm. Um, I would also love to uh, recommend the flagship bourbon, uh, which is just the... The, the quintessential thing you go to that is that is the that is the tip of the iceberg right there mm. or the number nine cask from them um from slipknot from, 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 oh, yeah, oh yeah. from slipknot yeah oh fuck yeah okay dude, cool there fuck it is. Me, dude. <laughs> right on you can uh, you can get a bottle yourself you can ask a local retailer if they have it in stores or you can go straight to their website cedarridgewhiskey.com and get a bottle for yourself uh you will thank yourself you will thank us and your gut will thank it yourself as well. <laughs> Wait, that's a weird thought. Your gut's like, thanks, Sean. Thanks for pounding this whiskey in me. Hey, thanks. thanks. I hated you from that cruise ship and all the food you ate, but thanks for the whiskey. I love that you did that to me. I, I hope it made you feel good. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Hey, what's one other thing they, they did just to prove how good the American quintessential single malt is? They just won double gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. They need to stop. They're, it's oh literally the best. It's one of the best things you'll ever try. That was their down. quintessential? Yep. Wow. Right before cut back to me, I finished this bottle all by myself. <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling you, all right? You got you to gotta fucking listen to me. Rather than getting any other goddamn fucking whiskey out there, you got to get... Surridge. Sur- <laughs> oh, it's 43%. Oh, 43%. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot. Other than what I'm doing right now, you guys got to drink responsibly, okay? Um, have some of this, but uh, don't drive. Uh, do it at home. Do it while you're watching a movie. Do it while you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. 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 I think I nailed it. I think I really nailed that. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that again. All right, so scene two, Harry and his daughter Grace are briefed by NASA, and Harry takes the job but wants his crew to come with him to the asteroid. NASA agents go out to collect the crew and bring them to be briefed and begin training with the other astronaut team. I do I do full, fully believe of them, to, you know, when they get there and everything, kind of this back and forth between Billy Bob Thornton and Bruce Willis, um, their characters, of... NASA's at the mercy of this guy, pretty much, in this theory that they've built up. They've, they've, they've painted themselves into a corner that this is plan A and there is no plan B, and we need this guy, essentially, to make this happen. And so they are just like, he, they just, you have to think, 
okay, I guess we have to tell his daughter too. Okay, I guess we got to deal with this guy. It's like, what if he said no? <laughs> and they're like, all right, well, who's the second best deep core driver? driver? <laughs> There's none. <laughs> Who, who's the guy on Yelp that's got 4.1 stars? Or he's a three point nine sponsored at like a sponsored Yelper, so yeah. puts him up higher in the rankings. He gets he pays for it. Yeah, there's there is there a, is there like a what do they call that like a Annie's list or something like yeah. that? It's like well, better find another uh, <laughs> deep core driller then because oh, he's got Stamper. experience on asteroids. That's good. Oh, he's got outer world experience, <laughs> out of this world experience. Ooh, I love that. Okay, they, they don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't sponsor us, but uh, ZipRecruiter is uh, where you go to find some Zip oil trailers. Monster.com. I heard you get at least one qualified candidate within the first 24 That's hours. That's weird. That's weird. Wow. You use confused. That's Come on. No, Come on, don't. NASA. <laughs> I do. Like, I think before this, too, where they're like briefing NASA itself, where Billy Bob Truman uh, is like briefing, <laughs> is briefing his, his like uh, people to go like, what are we going to do? It's so funny because they're like all standing in a circle and the camera just like as one person says something to like 10 other people the camera just like swings around all of them and then ends on truman saying like one line or something like that just imagine (laughs) like as a cameraman getting direction from michael bay being like okay 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 so for this, when the when that guy says this line, I want the camera to go. Woo! <laughs> he makes the he makes the whooshy noise. And he's gonna say a line, okay? Okay. And the cameraman is just like, why don't we just set it on a tripod and shoot the guy saying the line, and maybe we can get some inserts of reactions. You're fired. People. Static <laughs> shots. <laughs> You're fired. Get off my rig. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, didn't you guys know that every set, they had a nickname for the sets for Michael Bay uh, movies. They were called the Bay of Rigs is what it was because there's just 800 camera rigs just everywhere <laughs> to make sure they could get every single corner of that set. That's good. Drone landing pads yes. nowadays. Yes. Inside. I, I don't understand. I love it. I love this montage of them going out to find all the crew. I love it, love yeah. it, love it, because it's like it's so dumb, but it like teaches us so much about every guy, and we get to quickly learn it, and it's funny. But also, why did why did everyone leave? Like Harry gets off the rig for less than twenty four hours, and yeah. everyone leaves. There, AJ purchases and yes. starts his own oil company in twenty four hours. So the guy said eighteen days, right? This yeah. thing's coming. How days. much time has passed? This is for my- them, for someone to get to <laughs> Vegas. This is my complaint yes. because this happens several times in the movie yes. of time jumps. Oh no, everybody left. If we're if we're talking about a an overall time frame of 18 days, we're talking about massive time jumps of of days at a time that happen and this is one of them. It's like I think by that time it gets it's over the course it must be over the course of like 2 to 2 and a half days. It has to be. of finding these guys because when Harry leaves, he yells to Chick. He says he says, get them paid and get them off the rig because they got oil. Okay. They hit oil, right? And that's why everybody leaves. But then he says, when these guys get off the rig, they scatter. <laughs> and you're just like, okay. And I love the montage, though. And I love, I, it's Aerosmith, but I love the song choice. Um, Which one did they pick? This emotion. is one of like four Aerosmith. Is it Sweet Emotion? Yeah. Uh, uh, or, no, I thought it was uh, uh, Ooh, Come it- Together. Yes, oh, you're right. Come you're together. Right. Sweet emotions at the other montage. Right. Yes, yes. Because yes. we have the rights to get it right. Steven Tyler. Yeah. So we'll just have Steven Tyler and Aerosmith play everything, <laughs> including come together because we couldn't get the Beatles. So, 
But I, I come and get Papa Bear. <laughs> it's a, I love it's it. an awesome montage. It's a great montage. And I have a question for Sean. Uh, are you as big of a Ben Affleck fan as I am? Probably. Do you like Luke Ben Affleck? Warm? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lukewarm. Like, really, I kind of like him. I like Luke. I like Who's Ben Luke. I <laughs> his brother. Luke. Uh, I saw the um, barbed wire tattoo on Ben's arm. Oh yeah. no! And I go, I go. No, there's no way. Ben Affleck is a cool dude. Seems like he makes good choices in life. I bet <laughs> that was just like a part of his character, right? So I googled it. Uh, ben Affleck not only does have a barbed wire tattoo, he has. Very terrible choices in tattoos. He has a giant colored phoenix on his entire back, and he also has a little dolphin right above his like love handles, like right above his waistline, right there. He's made some terrible. Does he? Does he also have the infinity sign that goes into feathers? Yes, on his uh, on his right ankle. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, he's got a dream catcher on his balls. <laughs> It's right above his dong. <laughs> I, I was blown away. Catcher. I was blown away with Ben Affleck's terrible choice. Well, I'm surprised oh, no. that Michael Bay didn't have him go remove his tattoos because he had him remove his whole fucking teeth. <laughs> That's right. He he redid. He, he had made, him redo his grill. He made Ben Affleck go get all of his teeth like pretty much capped, he like looks good. all redone. Like he didn't. And then he has Steve Buscemi on set. <laughs> And I think he said, "Oh no, Ben! Yeah, Steve's doing it too." He said, "Steve Buscemi has a smile like a dream." Speaking and of, and then Ben Affleck, he had like really thin teeth. Apparently, yeah, and he made him just go get like twenty thousand dollars worth of work done. I actually saw a photo. I was like, "There, no way!" And I saw a photo of his old teeth. I was like, "No, oh, good call, Ben." Yeah, like good, good okay. job, buddy. He's, he's <laughs> he's, he looks very good with those teeth. He does. He he, he approached Ben and said, "Ben, I love you, and you're going to be great in this movie, and you're going to be a massive star, but not with those baby teeth." <laughs> Here's twenty thousand dollars. Go get it. We need your baby face, not your baby teeth. Here's an extra thousand. Get a barbed wire tattoo. That's right. (laughs) They're hot right now. You're on edge. They're so hot right now. All right, I got to bring this up, fellas. Um, We are we're going to consult the Jarrett Layoff Confused Breakfast Actor Database Mm. that he's been so kind to put together with us. What actor in this movie has been in the most movies we've done? Oh, there's a lot of actors in this movie that have been in in previous movies we've done. I'm gonna. Say Steve Buscemi at this you point. You think Steve Buscemi? Mm. Or or um or Max. I can't remember his name. Ken uh, Hudson. Campbell. Ken Hudson. What do you think, Sean? I'm going to say it's someone weird like Will Patton, but I don't remember him in any any. No, movie Will, that well, this up. was Will Patton's first one of ours, I believe. Yeah. It is Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi nice. has now moved into second place. Uh, tied with Keanu, one behind John Candy with six movies that we've done. John wow. Candy's first. John Candy's yeah, one yeah. at seven. So Steve Buscemi might pass him up. And then Peter Stormare's in this too. I mean, I know ready? Fargo. Okay. <clears throat> so four, four uh, actors were three. Affleck's been in three. Ken, Kenny Hudson Campbell's been in three. Stormare's been in three. And Keith David's been in three. What's the third one that he's Stormare? Keith David? Oh, Stormare is Big Lebowski and Fargo. Oh, that's right. Duh. Keith David, The Thing, Roadhouse, and this. So, yeah. like, I, I love the, the Jarrett Layoff Confused Breakfast actor database. We have full it's access so cool. to it now. I, yeah. think, I think that's really going to help us create our Rushmore because it's going to be an ever changing yep. Rushmore. Yeah. And now Steve Buscemi is on it, guys. I think that's amazing. Yeah. With John Candy, are you kidding? That's awesome. Uh, if I'm going to talk about Steve Buscemi a little bit more, I think. It's uh, how he basically got railroaded after he accepted the role. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get he, into this. He so he took this because he didn't want to be the kind of sleazeball character almost um, that he's been kind of pigeonholed uh, at this point or, or typecast at this point uh, up to this time. And he's he was supposed to be a, a very well respected geologist turned oil oil driller guy. 
And after that happened, they wrote in all the parts about him being just a weird womanizer <laughs> creep. Kind of gross. And yeah. kind of a gross dude. Yeah. And he was not happy about it. Because he, he, it was on the promise of him not being that way, and they wrote it in that way yeah. after the fact. It's kind of a bummer, actually. It is a bummer. I mean, he's, like, very good at that, and I know that's why they wrote that for him, but, like, obviously he can do anything else. But the moments <laughs> that he has in this movie where he is not that character and he is the genius that he actually is that you get to see, I love that so much more. Yeah. How do you know that? Because I'm a fucking genius. Because I'm, I'm a fucking... <laughs> like, because uh, we're kind of... It's when they get into the uh, interviews the, Yeah, and we're, stuff. we're doing, like, the their training and they're, yeah. they're getting their Udo physical Udo as as the therapist. Isn't that awesome? I fucking love Udo. Ron Kier. Camp. <laughs> yeah. Dude... <laughs> They're going through that, and again, this is more just awesome, um, you know, character development yep. or understanding, and uh, that you get from all of them in that room and going through the training. It's, awesome. it's, it's so much fun. I really think the majority of how much I enjoy this movie is this cast. This cast it is, is incredible, wonderful it's, ensemble, it's perfect ensemble casting. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan getting on the table and like. It, what do you call it? It's, uh, it's, like, uh, it's called like a uh, pork rind fit pork or something rind. like that. Yeah, I like, can't tell me, look at this. You tell me I had too much pork rind. Yeah. <laughs> he's so fucking awesome in this movie. The My favorite scene, I think, is the list of demands. Yep. Oh, same. Yeah. What do you like? This scene's so great. And I love what they come up. What are you asking for? If you're if you're going on True. a mission that only has, has a 5% success raise. But if it works like you are the most important person in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. You can get whatever you want. What are you asking for? I think no taxes is a fucking brilliant idea. Yeah, I, but I just love how that's like a tag at the end. He's like, oh, and uh, none of them want to pay taxes ever. <laughs> Steve Buscemi goes, hey, Harry, tell me. Hey. I, I, got, I got it. Um, also, uh, they want to pay no taxes ever. Ever. <laughs> I don't know. That That's a fun one, but like really how much money is that over the course of your life? I don't care. Naked, I just, naked I, pictures of B. Arthur. <laughs> it's um, the Airheads thing. Uh, uh, football helmet full of cottage cheese. cheese. Yeah. A brandy glass filled with brown M&Ms. I'm, um, I'm going bigger, boys. I want I want my own private island. Yeah. Like, that's with, mine. With Jet. I want, I want the I guy that, the uh, Richard Branson's private island. I want you to basically be like, Richard, you're, this is no longer yours. This is Mike. He saved the world. I want it. I want um, three-day work weeks <laughs> to be implemented. Um, only uh, five hours a day for those uh, three days. Um, I want uh, summer break for every job out there. So, yep. okay, so I was going to say. You're thinking so, too broad. This so you in your wildest yourself. dreams, in your wildest dreams. I just want the government to still fucking work. collapse. That's all I no! want. Sean, in your wildest dreams, you still work five hours a day, three <laughs> days a week. I can't not. <laughs> I just got off a cruise and I was dying, dude. <laughs> you, I, I'm never going to work again working. and live on an island. Like, Sean's like, well, I just want to have good pe benefits. Like, I just want good medical benefits. Well, if they could just up my dental, because I would love to have Ben Affleck's teeth. <laughs> you know what I really but, want is world peace and for teachers to get paid a little bit more. World, okay, But he spelled it world peace as in the... <laughs> Uh, Do you want peas? I would. I would actually go uh, on Mike's train here. I would have two islands, uh, and one would be one would be like south of the equator, and one would be like up north, okay. where like on the on the. You guys know where Svalbard is? No, it's like north of Norway. It might as well be what they consider the North Pole. I want a fishing village, uh, village right there that I get to own. Well, while you guys are off gallivanting with my own with private your, jet, with your private so, island, your private, I'm, I'm over here holding the fort down. I know. Still <laughs> making sure away, making sure America is still running. God damn it! Drinking your Bud Light, the working man. I'll tell the you working what, working man. Uh, can I can I get a prop? 
Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Ooh, here's a prop. I, I want all of their demands laid out like cool. a set list from Aerosmith. Cool. Nice. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> shit, Sean, what about you, man? I'm going the drill bit. One of the drill bits. Oh, good call. I think that thing just looks fucking does weird look... and nasty. Yeah. I want the animal cracker that was in Liv Tyler's pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gross. That is a cinematic history. It's yeah, not you're right. It ain't gross. It's fiction. I don't want to eat it. Yeah. Mm. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we move along? Scene three. I don't know. I think we should talk about this <laughs> for so. several more hours. You need to understand more of Mike. <laughs> we'll do that on our Patreon episode. <laughs> so after a meteorite strikes Shanghai, China, the incoming asteroid impending mission are revealed to the world. The Freedom and Independence shuttles are launched and dock at a Russian space station to refuel. Problems arise, causing them to abandon ship before the space station explodes. Woo! Okay, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler fucking. Ben Affleck. Um, so, so, an- so hot, dude. <laughs> the animal cracker scene we, you touched on, you want to touch. Um, <clears throat> I just like the line. <laughs> okay, so, no, no, no. So he's um, got an animal cookie he wants to touch. I, yeah, I like the line where she's like, "It's a days confused line." You ever think that uh, anybody out there is like doing exactly what we're doing right now? He's like, "Oh, you mean the animal cracker thing?" Absolutely fucking not. This is weird as shit. Can we get the ma- Can we get the mashup now of just like imagine how many people are out there just oh. fucking man, <laughs> just going at it. And just, Liv Tyler. Also, I love like I don't Please love I guess, you. but their uh, uh, Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler are in like the the shuttle launch where the fire goes <laughs> area. Just like he's just like kissing her shoulder, and he's just, she's just like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> Ooh, so bad. Bruce Willis comes up and is just staring at them, and he's got to be pulled away by his buddies. Yeah. Like they're like, come on, come hey, on, come like, on. Like no, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure he fucks my daughter right. Ugh. Like what are you doing, dude? He keeps letting me down. He's not letting me down this time. <laughs> He's do, going down. I do go down on him. I do want to read you do part it. of the lyrics of "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing," just to prove to you just how what a masterpiece this song is. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to miss one smile. I don't want to miss one kiss. I just want to be with you. Right here with, with you, you, just like this. <laughs> Dude, I have been... Th- it's so weird you you brought that up. I have been thinking about that exact lyric the whole time. I just want to be yesterday. with you right here with you. <laughs> I just want to be here with you right here with you. Wait, do you want to be here with me, but right here with me or right there with so me? So is, is it like an emphasis? On, I want to be here with you. Right here with you. Like, is that... Right. No. <laughs> it's like a politician speaking. <laughs> I want to be with you. Right here with you. <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. Forever yeah. with you. Forever. And we will go down on my daughter together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm putting into legislation. Anytime you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you go down on them. You go down on them and you watch, your father's watch too. Oh, stop it. Oh, uh, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's, it's like, but I agree with like the song. The idea of this happening <laughs> in a ten hours family left. circle. I agree with you right here with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You have 10 hours left you have 10 hours. On, on Earth. Like, get to it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and here's, yeah, here's the thing. So it's like, so they do, I do like that they, they go through the explanation of this mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a Back to Future reference really, fi- really fast? It's like, uh, uh, 
He's like, let's keep the laughter to a chatter. I know that the scale is not, or this model isn't to scale. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> I, I totally, I, I it rang in my head every time, but um, they go through this. They have one shot at it. They got to do the lunar as it passes the moon. So they know exactly when they have to go. Right. Um, and that's fine. Hey, all my guys need 10 hours. They get 10 hours off site. It's like, are you sure? Because um, we can't because we literally have more training to do. There is more stuff that we have to train you on that you haven't even seen yet. Like the machine gun. We have a lot of things to talk about. We <laughs> Why can't is waste. there a machine gun? Why? Well, we didn't know what was going to be up there. If you saw any extraterrestrials, <laughs> just shoot them this time you around. you Starship Troopers, right? Yeah. Fuck, dude. The Arachnids. Uh, oh, dude. I, but they just let them go off, and he says, I'm not asking you. It's like... <laughs> At this point, we don't have to listen to you. Like, you need to, you need to get this done. I don't know. I thought this is a very weird part of it. It's just another reason to send them off to all do their own things. Yeah. It, and, I, and I loved, to be fair, I loved all the montages up until this one. And yeah. then I was like, the uh, his, his second in command going and seeing his ex-wife, April O'Neil. April O'Neil. And that fucking bullshit part of the story. Like, we That don't. is April O'Neil. Yeah. yeah. Dude, so she, after the Turtles thing in New York, um, you know, right, she ended right. up losing her job. Uh-huh. Like, she just wasn't, like, getting into o- the office much. And she went on vacation one day, met this roughneck oil rigger mm-hmm. who just got off the rig with all this money. Makes a lot Vegas. of money. They had, their, they had their time, you know, and he just wasn't treating her right. And so she left him, you know. Yeah. Had the, had the kid on her had own? Had the kid on her own. She said the turtles will protect us. Yeah. I, I, like, I do like this a little bit. I think this is a very humanizing point for his sidekick who always – his sidekick or his number two. Number twos always get relegated to just being like the tough guy who, yeah. who doesn't – who is basically a robot, you know? And so I do like that he's a he's a pretty uh, almost downtrodden guy. Yeah. Um, and I do like this. I think that that is a nice touch. It's the other part that doesn't make any sense to me of them going to the strip club. And okay, I get Rockhound's mentality. He goes gets a hundred grand. Beautiful. And then yeah, just go. For you know it. what? He's he's, he's already wrote written this off. He's smart. He knows this is not going to work. Right. He's, he's like. Pfft. All right. He's 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 genius enough to know that like it is that five percent success rate, right? He's like, so I know the numbers, uh, so I'm gonna go get a hundred grand. They go to the strip club. That's my least m- favorite moment of this movie is <laughs> fourth, of this of like fourth this, with strippers song. and stuff. And then, by the way, um. It just happens to be a big, angry-looking biker guy, but he comes up with some pretty reasonable demands <laughs> where he's like, hey, you guys are taking all the good action. It's like, why don't you spread it around a little bit? And then they're kind of dicks to him. It's like, he's just asking, like, hey, can't we get, like, a couple of, a couple of ladies down with us? Or can we join you? Why wouldn't they say that? I think he was being pretty reasonable, yeah, guys. So yeah, I think so, too. No, but no, they, he throws money. Why don't you go buy yourself a neck? <laughs> That's a really great line. <laughs> but it's just so unnecessary. Like having them leave, having these scenes, like, oh, you're gonna go to the, get arrested. We get and then even like the like leaving on the jet planes yeah. little thing. Like it was cute. Like it made me laugh when Michael Clark Duncan started singing. Leave yeah. on the jet. Like they're completely all out of key. But it's just like there's so many things in this that could have been cut to make this movie. <sighs> Like you might be surprised at my rating at, at the end, but it, I, I think it could have been even better. It could have been an hour and fifty nine, not two and a half. Yes, you know what I mean. This like, is like the shortest of any Michael Bay movie, too. Like, it's like there's all of his movies are way past two hours long. Yeah, 
for some reason. Like they just gotta add some more explosions in there and shit. Well, like, and also talking about Michael Bay real quick. In this, I think it's in this uh, when they're getting ready to launch scene. There's like you know the people hanging out the window with like slow motion, and, like hair in the wind, and like the sun behind it, an American flag, but not as patriotic as Saving Private Ryan. But I just gotta imagine that. Like, because this movie is so, like, America, it's, fuck yeah. Like, there's no other country involved no. yeah. in doing this except Peter Stormare as the lone as Russian. The shit as dumb the shit Russian. The, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the uh, uh, he's solitary guy who's just gone a little crazy. Dude. It is just like us watching a Scorsese movie and be like, oh, Scorsese. <laughs> and Michael Bay is just like, oh, America. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I, he just comes on an American flag every goddamn Ooh, night. I think, that's, I think that's against uh, regulation. Oh, against, you can't do that? Yeah, Not even Michael Bay can do that. Shit. Well, um, what do you think about Peter Stormare, though? I f- Okay, this is two-sided for me. One, again, we don't need the Russian space station. We don't need to go there. Like, we don't need to refuel. Go on your mission. I, I get it that maybe like scientifically it needs to happen, but we don't need it. But I'm glad they did it because Peter Stormare was perfect for this. And I loved seeing Stormare and Buscemi. Buscemi again. Yeah. Back together, like just having scenes together. I'm like, fuck yes. That's After so cool. After this again, yeah. Just another point of stress and like action and craziness. And why did it have to? Like it seemed too easy for this to just blow up. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's been here for 18 months. It's been just okay, fine. Okay, so, Mr. <laughs> right. Bay, uh, I have this scene where uh, the crew will go to uh, the Russian space station, and uh, it's like, oh, so can we blow it up? <laughs> well, well, no, well, no, we we're just like we just like kind of like wanting to add a little bit more like flavor. We want to get like a, on the Russian side, like they, you know, the space race and everything. Is like a that. Russian American? He's like, we'll blow it up. <laughs> well, no, we'll, we'll get no. the Russian off. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, you get him off. What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. oh you like jerk him off and stuff? <laughs> But he's not American, yeah. right? He's not American. He's like, so we have to blow it up. Well, we want him to survive. We're going to blow it up. Like, fine, fine. God, just fucking him it. We get, fucking blow it up, We can man. blow this up? Cool. Sounds good. <sighs> I don't know. It's to, to me, it's, yeah, it's it just unnecessary. Like, even, in fact, what is the what is the stat on this, Sean? You might even have this. It, they they said something about how they, they show this to NASA. Mm. They show this to new recruits every year that they come into NASA, and they have them pick out everything that's wrong with the movie. Mm-hmm. That's like an assignment. I think there was, as of now, they have like 168 things that are wrong about this movie when it comes to space. And this this is another one, like why the space station's there. Why not dock to the space station and then start spinning to create the gravity when instead <laughs> we're like, let's make it harder for him to dock. Let's make this difficult. Let's make it way more difficult yeah, for him to dock. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to make it. Let's. How can we make this harder? Okay, cool. <laughs> we think of NASA as this like... Um, crazy place of just absolute pinnacle of technology and just crazy ideas just floating around that place 11,000 people just coming up with everything NASA and never a straight answer that's right Whoa. gotcha yeah, 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 yeah. Roswell and shit last podcast that's uh, uh, <laughs> not my joke, not my joke. <laughs> uh, but but like number one NASA is like uh, incredibly like probably underrated by us, you know, if of think or oh, in, the, God, in yeah. the thoughts of like what they can and can't do. They were the, their facilities are amazing, but a, a lot of their facilities, like especially like the command center, right? The only shot, real shot of a NASA <laughs> command center is when Owen Wilson is playing around with the, That's the thing. <laughs> That's where he's at, and it's the most most boring room in the entire movie. 
Dude, and that's what he's doing is working with that old comm system. Owen Wilson's such a throwaway in this movie. Like he doesn't need to be there, but I love him. That that fucking line when he say, "Hey, do you know where Grace is?" Uh, yeah, I think he's with AJ. Oh, did you say Grace? I thought you said Bear. I thought you said Bear. <laughs> yeah, so good. So what's it going to be like when we get up there? And it's like so it's scariest scariest environment natural. That's like that's all you have to say. It's it's the scariest environment imaginable. We're, we're okay. strapped into a rocket built by the lowest bidder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is he is such a throwaway and like uh but i do love his little interjections yeah, right. you're right you're right well let's go on to scene th- four so slingshotting around the moon the two shuttles enter the asteroids wake wake the independence is struck by debris crippling its main thrusters and sending it crashing into the asteroid the freedom lands and begins work on drilling while aj and drop off and bear sur- have survived the crash and use the armadillo to head to the freedom crew can i tell you the most fucked up stat of this movie please when they land on the asteroid, there's still an hour left of this movie. <laughs> yeah. What? What where, where, where does that make sense? We we've been watching this movie for an hour and a half, and you're still an hour left and you're landing on the asteroid. Yeah. Maybe you should have gone with the other version where Ben Affleck didn't sing for three minutes. And you just go with the one of him, like, you know, having an emotional moment with his future fiance, hopefully. That How about was, that? That was my version of an emotional moment. Missed <laughs> like <laughs> again. Shit. Uh, well, just so you know, I think this is my worst movie that I've ever done. Yeah. So, in my defense, yeah, that's your defense every time, Mike. God damn it. Okay. Um. <laughs> let's talk about ob- obnoxious stats or let the, yes. twenty-two thousand five hundred miles an hour. Can you can serve? You can survive that. What is yeah. that? What do they say that is? Uh, like uh, the or G forces or the, the, what? What they do? I think that's another thing that's wrong with this. They go around the moon and they eventually are going twenty two thousand miles an hour faster than that to catch up to the asteroid at what like twelve Gs for like five, eleven minutes. Eleven or something. minutes. It's not. You do not survive that. Like it's not po- that. What is a G like? Two Gs is is double your body weight in pressure. You don't like these fighter pilot jets can hit like remember Top Gun Maverick Mm -hmm. like they were they were trying to be pretty accurate on that. They hit like nine for like 10 seconds to get out of that thing. And and they were all blacking out and shit. You know, you'd be it's not possible. It's just not possible. That's why you have to be like the most peaks like physical specimen in order to do any of that. Which the oil riggers were. Which only well, which only Michael Clark Duncan is. (laughs) That cholesterol is pretty high. dude. (laughs) That's what you need. Cholesterol blocks because it blocks your arteries so that you don't. It's like it's like your own body's fuel system. Oh, geez, it's just like uh, burning all my. And then he just comes out just fucking ripped. Yeah, you're just building bricks in your veins just with cholesterol. Ripped. Uh, but and and that's the that was the other thing though too of uh, what was the other stat? Oh, this is the other big time jump yes. that doesn't make any sense. When they leave that Russian space station, <laughs> they, and they're like, "Oh, thank God, we all got out of there." All right, well, we got three days till we get to the moon. <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> well, they playing cards. You can see um, when oh. when uh, Truman comes up, he's like, "All right, well, good morning, fellas." We uh, <laughs> we got a big day, and you can see him on the back screens like Michael Clark Duncan laughing about stuff. They're just hanging out, being buds. It's true. You know, in their bunk beds space, for three days. Space travel is hurry up and wait. Is all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. So meanwhile, like NASA's just sitting down there, just like. <laughs> Huff, uh, is it time yet or or what? They still have like 12 more hours. Yeah, that they just have to sit and wait. <laughs> yeah. When it's like, 
even like a, a crew member or like a writer on the film, one of the 20 writers on this film could have been like, so I think, Bay, this could have been like, uh, we could have like some good like uh, character moments like inside the ship, do some like maybe like do some zero G kind of stuff. It'd be kind of fun to visually to see them messing around. Um, what do you think of that? No, skip that shit. I need an hour on that fucking rock. We need an hour on the rock. We have, we're going to keep All throwing right. things at them that are going to make it impossible for them to complete this mission. Mm-hmm. We got to get them on the rock. Okay. And we're going to start with crashing one of the ship's immediately was that the independence the guy comes like streaking across the the windshield like "Eh." yeah i think that was (laughs) there's a moment that's it's like the epitome of dark comedy to me in this plane crash or this this shuttle crash and it's the moment that like the pilots kind of realize it but then it just cuts over to the co-pilot guy and he says oh my god this is it And I'm like, that should not be funny. It's terrifying because he's realizing his own death. Complete and total consciousness <laughs> on your deathbed. And that's what this guy has. And you're just like, that's that's terrifying. And he's dealing with this. And I'm laughing, kind of. Yeah. It's no, like, I think it's hilarious. Especially when that guy oh comes and God, scrapes across the, the windshield. <laughs> just, I, oh, yeah. like, I, I fell out of my chair. You're just waiting. All is missing was the face going across. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I wanted that so bad. Gosh. This is like, I can't decide how I feel about this. When when the you know the main pilot guy, I can't think of his name. Willie Sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, you're the, you and your men are the biggest mistake in the history of NASA. I'm like... Yeah, they 100% no, are. That, this that's is the accurate. dumbest idea. But then I'm also like, no, you're the idiot that landed 20-something miles off the landing zone. Correct. So, like, it's actually kind of your fault. But then also, they have these fucking armadillos. Why Why did they have to just start drilling there? Why couldn't they have gotten in it like AJ did and drove, just you know, drive. And drove back to an area where they had good drilling? I mean, I guess they don't know if they can drive. You know, they want to get as close as they can because they don't know the surface of it. But you would think they have done all these calculations <laughs> and and like, do they send satellites up to take pictures? I don't. How do, <laughs> how they, do they know it? that that's how the do, zone? How do they know that this is the zone? Yeah, that's right. How do they know that that zone is made up of this particular yeah. rock? <laughs> yeah, we sent know. drones up there. They figured it out for <laughs> us. Michael Bay drones. Um, <laughs> They're intergalactic drones. It's 100 percent true because why didn't I think the reason was is that. Um, uh, there was a there was a river that blocked it, but they didn't have any bridge bridging uh, equipment. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they got to a they got to a fork in the road, and it said this way to sector eight and this way to sector <laughs> nine, like, to sector ten. You landed us in sector nine. Oh, Dang it's it! All, Dang it's it. all mapped out. Yeah, Good. it's like <laughs> this is the map that they have of this rock. It is super funny how bear bears the biggest specimen to ever live and not scared of anybody, but he's scared of end drop off. Like he does not like I'm dropping. He's like, oh. yeah. like, like this crazy little Russian dude just yeah. makes him go. Oh God, I can't. That's right. Buzz ballads, baby. Every bad boy has a soft side. You bet. That's right. Uh-huh. Come and get Papa Bear. I love uh, him in this movie, and I, they, his like uh, audition. They loved his audition, so that obviously that's why they cast him. But he was like super nervous, like right when he got on set. And uh, Bruce Willis and Michael Bay like took him aside because he was like on the verge of like just like quitting or they were on the Who verge of Michael recasting. Clark? Yeah, really? They were on the verge of recasting him because he was like shutting down as soon as he was on no camera. Way. And oh, so God. they took him aside and like, hey, here's the deal, man. We want you to do what you did in your audition. That's why we cast you. 
And uh, so he just, you know, got the gumption from them and started acting his ass off like he always does. But, uh, yeah, he's that close to getting replaced. That's Jeez. crazy. I, can't, I, I know this is a weird thing to say, but I would have a tough time with this movie without him in it. Yes, same. It's such a minor role, but I love it. that yeah. whole. If you recast that whole ensemble of the crew, this movie doesn't do it for me. Yeah. It was just perfect. Yeah. The, the, did you guys. Did it did it lead us to believe that the that Ben Affleck ship was actually out, like yeah. out of commission? Did yeah. it lead us to believe like everyone's probably dead? It they, led us to believe yes. everyone's dead. Like yeah. we know that they're not, but you know everyone everyone at NASA. It's like the uh, uh, the bombs are on the table, and only the audience knows, yeah. and not the characters. Okay, so so we like before we see them like Ben Affleck kind of get back up, and he's searching for the other guys, and he finds uh, uh, Owen Wilson. Yep. Like, did we did we think that they were gone though? We did. Okay. Yes. Okay. Everyone did. NASA thought they were gone. The other ship audience they did. Were gone. Like audience everybody did. did. Yep. Okay. And then we see it, and it's like, okay, we can't have this movie without Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> and ben Michael Affleck. Clark Duncan. Ben Affleck, dude. Yeah. Well, and it's, Ben Affleck. Speaking to the the power of the cast is like, once Owen Wilson dies, I'm like, fuck. Uh oh, mm-hmm. that sucks. It, it is. I mean, I think it. I think that that's a good that's a good move though because you have a you have a. I think a very strong actor name attached to a character that is killed off like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I think that's a, that's a strong move. Yeah. Let's do the final scene. The drilling does not go well, which threatens the government to try to remote detonate. Harry convinces them that he can do it. With the help of the independence crew, they get the job done. Needing someone to stay behind to detonate the bomb, Harry volunteers and saves the world. The crew returns to Earth as heroes. Oh, hell yeah. What do you think about the, the Paris <clears throat> impact? Like, I... Th- I thought the CGI for the most part was like pretty badass in this. I that was like light years beyond <laughs> beyond what the intro was. I'm like, what? How did yeah. they do that? It was <laughs> like, yeah, you're looking at a shot of the city that explodes and looks like it really happened. Yeah, I, I've seen the uh, the green screen CGI as a while ago. It wasn't actually during the research of this episode, but I have seen that where. They use practical objects in front of a green screen, like that gargoyle. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a practical item. Uh, gotcha. That they utilize to, and then uh, there's some other things in there. But too. as you go back, it becomes. But green it's screen. green screen, and so they utilize that, and that's. I thought that's what get, it's what gives it so much depth, yeah. and like you know, even beyond. It's a. I know we're watching a screen, but and then which is a green screen then too, but it gives the more depth to it. And I thought that was a really cool, it is really good. It's, yeah. um, and, and I, I read too on, on that, that, uh, Michael Bay wanted to do practical, like miniatures, like, oh, uh, yeah. like they would have done in, uh, Terminator two judgment day where the, the nuclear bomb scene, uh, most realistic, you know, like we go back Ugh. to our episode and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, look at that. But, um, he wanted to do miniatures like, like kudos to Michael Bay for wanting to do something practical. <laughs> you know, I get, I mean, uh, explosions, I guess are pretty practical, but that whole thing would have been like fucking pretty badass if they could pull it off. But still the CGI. Yes, I agree. It did look great. I've got to talk a little bit more about like just some of what NASA you know, they use this kind of like the Top Gun idea, like you were saying, of like we they almost they almost wanted this as like the uh recruiting video of NASA, like they did Top Gun with Air Force not, and stuff, not, right? After Top Gun, I was thinking I, I want to fly fighter jets. Yeah. After Armageddon, I was like, I'm not going to space. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's there's so many aspects of it. I love I love hearing about everything that NASA has to offer. They, like when the some of the buildings they visit, oh, yeah. the the water facility they, that they, they were actually like one of the first in, people that actually had access actual to that, right? civilians that could wow. actually go in it. Ben Affleck almost gets into an actual shuttle, but they caught him before he did. Oh really? Yeah. Like lots of 
like cool little things because they use a lot of their real cool. equipment and real settings. The massive hangars that they have that can create their own weather systems. That's if right. They don't, That's if up. they don't keep the air regulated, it's it can crazy. develop clouds that will rain inside yeah. of a building. Yeah, because it, it's that big. Its own <laughs> it's system, and those are the those are the crazy things like that that do exist actually. But then you have all the other stuff that does not probably like when they're tearing apart the armadillos, right? And he's he's got a, they've got a gun in space. Why do you have a gun in space? I'm Michael Bay. I'm Michael Bay. I'm William <laughs> Fickner, directed by Michael Bay. I love William Fickner. I love William Fickner. He is one of my favorite. And the urgency in his voice when they're defusing the bomb. Go, 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 go. Like, so do a good job. Do a good job. Do a good job. Good job. Can, All that stuff, though, is like, it's, it gets to be too much. <laughs> well, and it's just nonstop. Like, I, I got to admit to you guys, like, okay, so they, they, they draw the straws. First of all. The two dudes with the most to lose are the ones that end up end up going down. Steve Buscemi's like, I'll do it. Russian's like, I'll fucking do it. Everybody's like, I'll do it. I got nothing to lose, but whatever. That makes the pot better. Dudes, I bawled like a baby. Same. When when Bruce Willis's life flashed between his eyes and she goes, Daddy, no. I'm like, I know. Well, the, the whole scene. I cried like, like a fucking baby. The whole I was going to say. I was going to say. It got to me, man. I'm, I'm human. Like, this is yeah. a stupid fucking explosion Michael Bay movie, but that, I got me. Killed me. Those moments when, and again, uh, it's how they want to play this emotion. Ben Affleck was a catalyst for a, a, a really big proponent of making this an emotional scene yeah. not a tough guy scene you know what i mean like between bruce willis and uh and ben affleck when he's when he says like you know you know you gotta go take that's your job now you gotta take care of my little girl and he lets him go and and forces him back up the airlock yeah. essentially uh i do like it Henry, when i love you i love it you know like, Come on, that's man. the stuff he said he's like that's what i felt like i should be screaming and michael yeah. bay let me do it so yeah i mean i i i yeah, it got to me. I, like, I'm human. Mm-hmm. What, what can oh, I absolutely. do? But, like, then, but then they pull you right back out of it again when they're like, oh, no, the, en- the engines won't start. Oh, okay, no, we finally got off. Oh, no, I got blown off and I have to try to get... It's like, just yeah. end just, the movie. Will you just please. It's like, we're not we're not anticipating him blowing the rock. We're anticipating you ending the movie, Michael Bay. Well, they're also, like, their, their connection, like uh, AJ and um, Harry, mm-hmm. their connection is like... Because they did this before, like while he's drilling, he's like, "No, I got this. Don't yeah, worry about it. Like, right. trust me, trust me." And then while he's on there, like bouncing, bouncing the shit out of this thing, he's like, "I got this. You need to trust me, Harry. You need to finally." And then the camera, if, if you could, Craig, it was just also doing that. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, it's true. It's 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 a lot of emotion and oh, live Tyler one too is really yeah. good. Yes. Daddy, no. But I, I also think uh, this no, is one, Dad, no. this is one of the things that that they probably did get wrong is that that even even if that explosion did break this into two, you from what I understand, you're gonna have massive massive tidal waves created on Earth because of the gravitational pull and how close this is going to get to the Earth. You are That's even if it gets perfectly stripped in the middle. There's going to be more fragments that are going to come down and just rain hell on Earth. But it's just like, oh, we did it. Thank like it, it's, it's over, and we're going to land, and, and we're going to be on this big runway, and everyone we love is already going to be there. And like, I'm sure it's not weird that we were in space on some, you know, with lots of weird things and gases i'm sure it's not weird that we're like hugging family members right away no it's fine probably some sort of like weird chemical nuclear fallout because there's com- there's uh elements and 
and materials in this yeah. rock we've never seen before. We don't even know what, that Steve are probably didn't poisonous. Even see this. Yeah. You know, Steve that Buscemi kind of had space dimension. So. He had space dimension, which is totally a real thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then again, it's like, it's like, gosh, uh, if anybody was ever really like sitting there thinking like in the audience, like, gosh, I wonder why Steve Buscemi's kind of acting weird. It's like <laughs> William Fitcher's like, ah, he's got space dimension. <gasps> he's got space it's dimension. like, it's like, oh, thank God he created this exposition and probably whatever. It, like, that's my, that's my thing. There's a lot of time spent not thinking about how anyone who's not on camera is feeling at this right. time. <laughs> if we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, so, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you, you didn't want to tell your kid about your dad, and you told him he was a salesman, and you hate his guts. Now he saved the world, and you stupid-ass bitch, you're back on the runway saying, That's your daddy. I love you. I hope you get a lot of money. You're not paying taxes for the rest of your life, You told right? me my daddy was the milkman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah April he, he was. April O'Neil can get punched in the fucking face. What a bitch. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, apparently you. she's best friends from uh, with Jenny from Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. Um, whoa! Just a, whoa! Back <laughs> stabbing. Yeah. Uh, so no, I'm I'm all I'm all for it, even though it seems like it's what it's what Will Patton's character was what Chick wants. Will Patton wants it. But uh, yeah, I feel I feel still terrible about that. I think that's completely valid. I uh, I'm with you. Kay. Punch it. Yeah. What about the what about the wedding footage to end the movie? I no, we don't need it. No, <laughs> thank you. Sean. No, I I, just, I like I liked seeing like the the photos of the fallen because it made it yes. more real again. Yes. Like to me, I liked seeing them. Um, but other than that, I don't need another Aerosmith. The same <laughs> other Aerosmith song. We which let's get out of here. Okay, let's let's, let's end. Get it. out of here. Let's not Michael Bay this. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna un Michael Bay this whole thing. We have talked about this with a modern eye. We got to give it modern ratings. AJ, what do you think about this thing? Here's the problem, guys. I still have way too much fun watching this movie. When That's I, a problem. When I watch it, <laughs> yeah. yes, it is <laughs> because they lock you in for two and a half hours doing it. And again, and we watch it five times a piece for these episodes. <laughs> That's true. And like, there is a point where it's like, how can you spend so much time in a movie and also not be thinking about everyone else who's not on camera? Right. I, I think about that all the time now after we've been doing this show for so long is you think about all the people who are probably getting hell rained on them after they've exploded this thing. And, but, oh, thank God, thank God the NASA guy said over the intercom, Oh, it looks like they're missing us by 400 miles. And most of the other stuff's burning up. It's like, no, it's probably not true. We still don't care about Manhattan, by Let's the way, not from, talk from earlier. Like, Correct. We, we didn't give a shit about that. We haven't rectified any of that. <laughs> um, wrecked them. Damn near killed them. Um, <laughs> like, you don't think about the people watching Liv Tyler in this most, like, awful moment of her life on screen with Bruce Willis. And it's like, they put it on all the fucking TVs. <laughs> So everyone can watch, guys, and everyone's just like, I thought this was like a personal moment. Let's, let's, give her, let's give her some privacy. Let's some give her some privacy, please. Hey, hey put that on the fucking TV. <laughs> oh, this is this is really fucking sad. <laughs> Anyways, guys, there's a lot of stuff like that about Michael Bay movies that drive me nuts, but there's one thing that he will always get right, and it, he will always pull some good emotion out of you somehow, some yeah. way, and he will always make it exciting. And um, I do have a really fun time watching this movie still because I love Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, the whole cast. And it's not accurate, but it's so much fun. So I am going to give this a what I think is my very fun movie rating, and that's a 7.5. <laughs> Sean, what about you, man? Uh, yeah, the cast is great. Um, Michael Bay is a very fun filmmaker. 
very conflicting. I, I don't agree wholeheartedly with AJ when you say um, that every time he pulls emotion out of you. <laughs> Come on. Every time. Come on. This one, definitely. I agree with that uh, for me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's, you know, it's it's uh, well made. It's exciting. It's uh, anxiety inducing. Yeah. Um, the cast is good. I know I already said that, but it's, I can't say it enough. I, I, well, I find myself returning to this probably more than our next week's episode for sure. Uh, so I'm going to give this a 6.8. 6.8 for Sean. I was so ready to hate this. I haven't seen this in 20-something years. I'm like, this could be awesome. We're going to rip this apart. And we did. But yet, I laughed so goddamn hard in this movie. If you if you had short somehow shortened up the asteroid scene and maybe just pulled some things out of this movie, I would have considered giving this like an 8.6 or something like sure. that. But but you, you, you make it go on too long. There's some things I didn't like about it. It's going to bring my score down. But overall... Oh, this movie is awesome. 7.43 for me. There you go. Uh, Josh Miller, executive producer, says that was a kick-ass ride. I genuinely (laughs) tried to be more critical of this movie than I ever have. Sure, it's full of continuity errors, far-fetched ideas, some cheesy dialogue, and Michael Bay playing a scientist engineer. In the end, (laughs) I still love it. For me, it all works so well. Overall, I think it's very well acted, well written. Until this viewing, I had no idea J.J. Abrams did the screenplay. Some of the cheesy lines were just that cheesy. Some of them were Worked perfectly over the past 25 years the special effects have held up pretty well i miss practical effects even if they don't look as good i think buscemi steals the spotlight as he usually does i don't know why this movie has gotten the hate that it has i also feel like it falls in line with the joke of it's the nickelback of movies people say <laughs> oh, they hate man. it people say they hate it but Silver also side know, up's good they also Walking know ahead. a ton of lines and do yep. and do in fact enjoy it I also never realized how long of a movie it is. That's because it's never felt like it's dragged on before. And after probably my 50th viewing, guess what? Still doesn't feel like 150 minutes long. Long story short, my modern review, do I love it as much as I always have? Absolutely. It's a ton of fun. I can quote most of it. I'm always down to watch it. If I caught it on TV at any point, I would stop looking for something else to watch it and finish it. It's a Michael Bay film. You know exactly what you're getting each time. You will walk away thinking... Or you will never walk away thinking it's the worst movie you've ever seen, and you know you aren't going to see an Academy Award winner, but hey, anything can happen. 3-6 Mafia have an Academy Award, so why not Bay? <laughs> <laughs> My modern-day score dips, but not much. I give it a 7.99. Wow. Lastly, if you guys were on the X-71 and say all the stuff broke and you had to give up, would you stay on the asteroid, fly off, but watch it hit Earth, or race home to certain instant death or the resulting equivalent of nuclear winter? I'd want to watch it hit Earth from space, from space. So you, he's saying you, you, if you're, you're it's on, not going to work. He's you, saying you, if you're on the you're asteroid, on the asteroid, do you want to stay on the asteroid? Do you want to just move off to the side, watch it hit Earth, or do you want to get back to Earth so that you can die when it hits? Oh, I'm staying on the asteroid. I'd stay on the asteroid. You're not making it there before the asteroid. Uh, that's oh shit. You're right. Yeah, come on. But do you want to? Do you want to die? Okay, so you want to die when it hits Earth. Mm-hmm. I, he's saying he wants to maybe watch it hit Earth. I mean, you're still watching it. You got a front row seat, bro. You're probably going to die. I mean, if you're watching it, it's not that you're watching it hit Earth from the asteroid. It's you're on the asteroid that's going to hit Earth. Yeah. And so if you're afar watching it hit Earth, you're going to die of a much slower death. Yes. Yeah. I'm on the asteroid all day, baby. So listen to this. Riding Cowboy. Overall, that is a 7.43. I don't know how you're going to feel about this. That is the 47th position of any movie we've done that is just below Fast Times at Ridgemont High, just above The Fifth Element. 
Wow. I don't. Wow. I think I like. 0.01 above the fifth element. I would have liked them to have almost been the same. I wanted them to be the same. Okay. uh, But I actually, no, I wanted fifth element to be a little bit higher, but it is what it is. It is what it is. So May of Bay Uncaged is an insane animal that we cannot control. That's right. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for being here. Tune in next week. May of Bay Uncaged continues with bad boys. What you want. Following that, we dip in, we we put our little Nicholas Cage into the scene and we do yeah. the rock. He's coming. Bring oh. it, Daddy. And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year, Spaceballs, another outer space movie. Hey, you know, hey you that. believe that? Yeah. A little more that. realistic than this one? Probably. Yeah, right. Also, we have a voicemail. Don't forget to call us at 319-804-9596. Leave us some feedback like today's caller. Hey, guys, this is Moon Man Dick Weed calling in from just south of Boston, Massachusetts. And I just want to say I'm a big fan of the show. I've been listening ever since Burnt Chrysler sent me over. I've gone back and listened to everything. Love you guys. You're doing great work. I was listening to your Team Wolf episode, and I understood there was a bit of confusion under the name Booth. And I just wanted to weigh in on that because at least growing up for me and just all my friends and stuff, boothing was always understood to be when you intake certain substances through your butthole. So, yeah, I just thought it would be kind of funny to know. So, for example, like Stevie Nicks had a roadie help her boost coke, and my friend Norman questionably boosted a vodka tampon back in high school. Yeah, so just wanted to weigh in on that, figure I'd let you all know, see what your thoughts Thanks. were there. And if I could suggest a couple movies, I would just say uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, that would be an awesome one. Yeah. And also Jason Goes to Hell. You bet. One of the later movies in the Friday the 13th franchise. I know some of y'all don't like to think they're spooky, but if the first five minutes on that movie don't sell you, nothing will. All right. Have a great time, y'all. Love the show. Keep up the good work, and I'll still be listening. Take care. Bye. He's a spaceman dickweed, I think his name Moon is. Moonman dickweed. Moonman space dickweed. Nice. All you, all you had to say, you, you didn't have to like suggest any movies that was the perfect phone call, man. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. Tell us something we didn't know. Tell us how great we are. Give some suggestions. You could say we Damn suck, and, all, and, what you, and then you add, add on to the, my friend did a... a Boofed a, a tam- his a friend boofed, boofed a vodka tampon. A boofed a vodka tampon. I always, Incredible. I, I always uh, remembered that being referenced as, uh, as butt chugging, but that's fine, too. Boofing. Boofing and butt chugging, I think, are the same thing now. So that's great to know, though, man. And yeah, I I don't like the spooky movies, but I'll give it five minutes. I promise I will give it five minutes. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching because we're on YouTube and you can watch us on YouTube. We would love for you to check us out on YouTube. You can also find us on any other social media outlet at Confused Breakfast. Just look for at Confused Breakfast or just Confused Breakfast anywhere on social media. Please check it out, guys. You could also see our uh, merch on our... <laughs> you can also go to confusedbreakfast.com and see our merch. You can get some shirts. You can get some coffee mugs. I think you get some hoodies. I think you get some like lamps, some chairs, whatever you want. Some uh, Just put it together. Maybe you should go check out our website. I probably should. <laughs> probably should. I'd never do it. Um, you didn't say you get some keys. The only, in the other, place I don't, the other place I don't visit is the same damn website uh, where you can see our ratings. You can see where this fell is uh, just below Fifth Element. Uh, how do you feel about that? I don't know. See where this movie fell in our individual rankings as well. Bye.
Check us out at patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. Support all of our sponsors. Everything's in the link of the show notes. Uh, we are part of the Upload Media group. They produce this show. We got Craig on the controls, making us look awesome in the old studio. And we are on the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more there at cloud10.fm. That's it for us. I'm a getting it. Are you getting it? I'm a getting it. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.